0: This week's Torah content has been sponsored by the Fishbinds, who enjoy reading the sponsorship messages every week in honor of Chen and Max's wedding and with a tefillah for a lasting peace in Israel. Last night in my Monday Night Mishle Shir, then one of my students pointed out that the puzzle we were learning uh, didn't tell us what we should or shouldn't do. Uh, Shlomo HaMelech basically just stated um, certain facts and didn't direct us towards any particular practical application, and uh, and the student wanted to know why uh, why he phrased the puzzle that way. So I responded that it wasn't just our puzzle that, that this is something that Mishle does in general. And I mentioned that I had written an article about this, uh, and uh, and said I would share it with them. And I figured that once I'm sharing the article, I might as well make an audio version of it. Um, so this is a, uh, an article I wrote in on August fourth, two thousand fifteen, called Musser. Without shoulds and shouldn'ts, and again, musar here is being used in the sense of um, of the the study or the science and the science, the study of uh, of of character development and decision making. Literally, the translation of musar is discipline, uh, but I mean this in the sense that Mishla uses it. So, without further ado, musar without shoulds and shouldn'ts. Don't should on me is an aphorism which my Mishle Rebbe is fond of saying in response to people using the word should. This saying is consistent with his general approach to Mishle, to Musser, and to life. Unlike many approaches to Musser, which involve many shoulds and shouldn'ts, there is only one should in my Mishle Rebbe's derech. You should learn. His derech is built upon a simple but powerful premise. Chachma, wisdom, changes people. And not just any chachma, but the type of chachma that Chazal were referring to when they said, Who is a chacham? One who sees the consequences of his actions from Masachas Tamid 32b, the type of Chachma which is the subject of the Book of Mishlei. My Rebbe's theory is that if you can gain knowledge of consequences, and you keep reviewing that knowledge from as many angles as you can until it's crystal clear, that knowledge will eventually start to become real to you. And once it's real to the point where you not only know the consequences, but really see them, then that knowledge will begin to change your emotions, your behavior, and your decision-making. All you need to do is keep learning and keep reviewing. Over time, your chachma will become real to you and you will transform and will transform you into a different person. In this derech, there is no need for shoulds and shouldn'ts. To the contrary, shoulds and shouldn'ts can be harmful since they threaten to supplant chachma with authority, i.e. superego or conscience, as the motivating factor in one's behavior. My Mishle Rebbe always reminds us that he has a terrible memory when it comes to sources. Oftentimes when we ask him about the source of an idea he quoted, he'll just say, I got it from learning Mishle. I can't be more specific than that. I must admit that when I first started learning with him, these attributions to Mishle didn't sit well with me. I couldn't help but wonder, is this really what Mishle teaches, or is this my just my Rebbe's idea which he sees in Mishle, but which which I might not? The more I learned with him, the more I gradually came to realize how many of his ideas were explicitly stated right there in Mishle and in, in in its Meforshim. My Rebbe's approach to Musser, which I described above, made sense to me from an early age. The more I learned Mishle, the more convinced I became that my Rebbe was correct, and that this derech of Musser was indeed the derech of Shlomo HaMelech himself. Still, it bothered me that I never saw this approach explicitly spelled out in Mishle or in Mishle. That changed today. Today, I'd been learning chapter 13 of Mishlei with my Mishlei Rebbe, and we stumbled upon a little paragraph in the Me'iri's commentary to Mishle 13.5. The Me'iri writes, quote, We have already explained above, in Mishle 6.12, that teaching someone that something is bad is bad— is half of the rebuke. Let me say that one more time. Teaching someone that something bad is bad is half of the rebuke. Likewise, teaching someone that something good is good is half of the motivation to improve oneself. Therefore, the majority of Shlomo HaMelech's statements do not contain any direct commands. Rather, his statements convey knowledge about something good that it is good in order to motivate a person to do it, and knowledge about something bad that it is bad to motivate a person to refrain from it. End quote. The Mi'iri referred us to an earlier place in his commentary where he states this principle in different terms and explains how it works. So this is a quote from Mi'iri on 612, Mishle 612. The wise man said, knowledge that a thing is bad is half of the of tshuva, repentance, and teaching someone that a thing is bad is half of tochacha of rebuke. In other words, once a person knows that something is bad, it will be easier for him to subdue his emotions and to do teshuva from it. That being said, once the Chacham informs someone that it is bad and is the action of scoundrels, that is like a rebuke and a warning not to do it. End quote from the Miri. The Miri stated exactly what my Mishlei Rebbe has been saying for all these years. Shlomo HaMelech's approach to Musser doesn't involve telling us you should do such and such or you shouldn't do such and such. Rather, Shlomo HaMelech merely teaches us the benefits and consequences of good and bad decisions, and that knowledge itself changes our emotions and decisions without any need for explicit commands. It is important to note that Shlomo HaMelech could have easily conveyed this knowledge and also formulated his teachings as shoulds and shouldn'ts, but he didn't. Why not? Because of what I wrote earlier. That shoulds and shouldn'ts are fueled by the superego, making it harder for the khafma itself to influence our behavior. Or perhaps because he didn't want us to fall into the trap of labeling certain actions as inherently good or inherently bad. Or maybe it was because he didn't want to limit our application of his lessons to the particular case. Whatever the reason, the fact remains that Mishle, despite its identity as a book of Musr, contains very few shoulds and shouldn'ts. In my opinion, the Me'iri and my Mishle Rebbe give us a very compelling explanation for why this is the case. Should you accept this answer? That is something for you to decide for yourself, and that's the end of the post. Uh, and I just wanted to add as a postscript, uh, the reason why. Uh, so the, the initially Rebbe I'm talking about, surprise, surprise, is Rabbi Moskowitz. Uh, the reason why I didn't write that here is because in 2015, when I was writing, uh, then I wanted to keep my blog completely separate from, or I, completely, uh, I guess, anonymous. And so I didn't want to, I didn't want to quote uh, the names of my Rebbein. But obviously, full credit goes to Rabbi Moskowitz uh, for this idea and for everything in my life, pretty much (laughs) as far as learning goes. So uh, there you go.